How is everybody doing today? We are the Keep It Sports Podcast, boys. Episode 59, and I am your host, Keep It Juan. And it's your boy, Keep It Luke. Whoa, hold on, hold on. It's been a little bit too long, bro. I think I, I think we're a little bit confused yeah. here. So let's go right back to it. Take take two. Good afternoon, everybody. Good evening. Good morning. Wherever and at whatever time you are hearing this episode, we are the Keep It Sports Podcast, boys. And I am Keep It Luke. And I am Keep It Juan. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> we got it. We got it. We, still we got, got it. We got man. it. We're back on track. We're back on track. Uh, damn, man. It's been a little while. It's sure been a, bit about, uh, a little bit over about a month now since we uh, dropped episode 58. Um, we know we left you guys all, you know, in the woodworks. Wanting more. To... Wanting more. Wanting more. Um, we The last time we did an episode, it was right at, it was recapping the NBA draft. Um, and then a few, a few of the free agency moves that happened the first day of free agency. So we haven't really talked too much and kept you guys um, up to date on what's going on. Hopefully you guys have done that yourself. But this has also been not just a, a long-awaited episode, but also, you know, of course, life always hits everybody in different directions. So you and I both had personal things that we had to handle, but we waited also for a beautiful thing and this one one won't disappoint and this one won't disappoint so i'm sure as of now or by now you guys already saw the title of of this episode and we have a very special guest um somebody i am honored to um call a friend someone i have been privileged to meet and uh you actually got to meet and it was a Mm -hmm. it's safe to say you got you he made a great impression just off the few minutes that you guys spoke great dude yeah, man. Um, so, yeah, man, we got a special guest, Bill Burgles, former NBA strength and conditioning coach. Um, great guy, man. What a what a great interview. What, what did yeah. you say? Yeah, this. man. I hope you guys enjoy it, man, because I sure did. Yeah, bro. I mean, shit. I I also got to learn a lot of other things about Bill that I, I didn't know already. Um, so me and Bill actually crossed paths when I first started working with the Magic. Um, so, you know, we we build that that bond and that that relationship right away, especially being both being Puerto Rican, probably being the only Puerto Ricans working within the organization at the time. So, um, you know, it was just that 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 bond right away. Um, but I learned a lot, things I didn't even know about him already. So it was cool. It was um, very inspirational as well. Yeah. So it, it was fun, man. And I mean, we didn't really talk sports in the sense of like what's been going on. With the NBA, NFL, or anything, we just strictly asked Bill about himself, um, his journey, and what's next, you know, in the foreseeable future in his career. So, um, and we're really not going to do that now. Um, we're just going to kind of, you know, we kind of just wanted to keep you guys posted on what's going on, what this episode entails. So, um, next week with episode 60, the big 6 settle. 60. Yep. We should have been already in like episode 100 something, but hey! you know. Everything happens for a reason. Man. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, things, for a good things come to those who wait. That's as, right. Um, Amen. Preach on, brother. Yeah, as a wise man once said. So, 
it, again, it was long overdue. You know, Bill is a very busy man. So also like, you know, alongside our personal things that we had to get done, we also had to work around Bill's schedule. So again, we appreciate Bill. We um, appreciate his time, his insight and his story. Um, without further ado. Yeah, man. Without further ado, let's jump right into it. We hope that you guys enjoy it. Give feedback. Um, again, we're going to, if you guys don't catch it during the episode, uh, make sure to follow Bill. Show him some love. Follow his journey on Instagram. Um, his Instagram is at Bill underscore Burgos. Um, and yeah, man, we'll see you guys next week. Episode 60. We'll keep you guys posted on, you know, what's been happening in the NBA. NFL's right around the corner. So um, it should definitely be fun, man. So we hope you guys love it. Give us your feedback. Um, and yeah, man, enjoy it. Episode 59. We'll see you guys next week. All right, everybody, here we go. Episode 59 interview with our good friend, Bill Burgos. Bill, how we doing this afternoon, my good man? Hey, I'm doing very well. I mean, listen, you're getting me excited, man. I like that. I'm hey, number 59. Hey, episode 59. It would have been nice 60, you know what I mean? But hey, we'll, we'll, uh, it's, always, it's always good to hype up the new, the, the 60 episodes. Listen, I like 5'9", so I'm good. There you go, man. Long long overdue episode, man. We're, we're honored. Um, we appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule um, to sit down with us, chop it up with us for a few. Um, mm-hmm. Getting the fans to get to know you and what it is that um, – that you did um in the nba so a lot of people that don't know uh former nba strength and conditioning coach Mm -hmm. um so but before we get deeper into your uh your career take us back to the beginning bill where um you know where you were born where you were raised what what moment how much time we got now i'm messing with you (laughs) (laughs) all the time in the world (laughs) nah so uh my dad i was a military brat I was an army brat, so my dad was stationed in Germany, and I was born in Germany. I mean, I'm Puerto Rican descent. Both my parents are from PR. My 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 mom is from um, Ceiba. Uh, she grew up in in that area, Fajaldo. She was born in Fajaldo, and then my my dad was from Salinas, and he was born in and raised out in Salinas. But they both met in New York, so in the East New York, in uh, Brooklyn. But uh, but I spent most of my time traveling, moving around, and especially in the Northeast. And um, I moved to Florida in 92, um, Ocala, Florida. And then I started calling Florida my home because it's the one place I stayed here the most. And then, um, and then from there, it's just like, you know, things just took off from there after I, I joined the military. But um, I, 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 so the thing is, is when I left Florida, I joined the military. I think, I, I don't know if I shared this with you. I did about 13 years in the military. Oh, wow. I was in the Army and Air Force. I started off in the Air Force. Uh, I was a cop. I was a medic. Then I went army. I was a petroleum specialist. I was a fueler, uh, but I joined around right before September 11th happened. So when September 11th happened, I deployed. I was in Afghanistan, Iraq. I thought I wasn't going nowhere. I, I wanted a job where I could just stay home, you know, go to school and stuff. But you know, hey, I had to do what I had to do. It was things that you know, basically what I signed up for when I joined the military. Got out, went back Air Force Reserve, became a medic. Then I went to college. Once I got out the military, I decided, you know, the military is uh, it's not good for me and my family at this point, but it really took care of me, it laid down the foundation. So moving forward, I wanted to get into sports. And fast forward, I got into baseball, was in the NBA. And then I did about maybe close to 16 seasons, 15, 16 seasons in the NBA. And then I decided to retire uh, just recently. And now I basically consult and work privately. Nice, nice. That's so, awesome. I mean, first and first and foremost, we appreciate you for your services and your thank time you, spent you. in the military. Thank um, you. 
Yeah, man. And I, so, uh, mentioning you just mentioning now about the about the fact that you just recently retired, um, at such a young age, <laughs> um, you know, uh, it's is it safe to say that you know you retired doing something that you love? Yeah, of course. You know what? Um, being an NBA strength coach was my dream job. Right. Oh, nice. and, I, and I get it. Not everybody gets to do their dream job, but um, so I'm very grateful to have that opportunity. I mean, I, essentially, I was in the middle of Afghanistan, had this little green book, wrote down that I wanted to be an NBA strength coach. I even wrote it on my prayer card when I was in, uh, in Tennessee and it, it came to fruition, you know, and I thank God for that and be able to have the opportunity to be in it that long, meet so many great people do the things that I probably never thought I would be doing and being on these committees and making changes. And that, you know, I decided it was time for me uh, to, to, you know, to move forward into the next chapter in my life. And so, uh, so yeah, it was like, it was fun. I never thought it, it would, it would, it would happen this fast, but it did. Yeah. I mean, that must, that must be a dream, man. I mean, like how you said, not everybody gets to, gets to go and work doing their, their dream. Dream job. So, yeah. yeah. The fact that you did that, I mean, that's, kudos to you man i mean that's uh that's that's bold that's uh admirable i mean uh, that's uh, very inspiring man i mean the fact that, again the fact that you're young you're you're puerto rican just like us so for a lot of minorities out there that think that they can't you're just, you're just proving that you're a prime example that you can if you you know you you put your faith into it your your belief mm -hmm. and all that stuff onto what it is that you want to do um in your future or anything so yeah i believe everybody has the opportunity. I mean, everyone's story is different and I understand, um, but I think everyone has an opportunity um, to seek their dream job. But um, that's kind of like why, I, like in my position, I feel like I'm able to share, you know, it's kind of like what we're doing now. So I do mentor some kids here and there, um, some young adults um, wanting to get into this uh, profession, uh, which I never had. And I feel like I feel like it's my duty to help. I, I just, I think it's a cool thing to do. Um, a lot of kids don't have, a lot of young adults don't have that opportunity. Right. And so I try to help as much as I can. Um, one of the things I do, uh, even though I retire, I still, I am an adjunct professor with two universities. So I teach online and I talk to a lot of students that are interested in my profession, which gets me exposed to a lot of these students at, at, a, at an early part of their career. Oh, well, that's that's good. Now, and that's another add that onto your you know your resume. Like now you're <laughs> you're you know like you're you know you're you're putting you're giving it now to the to the youth to the next generation, um, putting them on game on what it is that you do or what you did like in general, what you study for, all that good stuff. So it's 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 a good look, man. Believe me, I, I like I said, I never thought it would be this way, but it turned out to be this way. Because one of the things I learned was, you know whatever your profession is, whatever you want to do, you want to be the best at it. Right. And so, uh, and so what I chose to do was I wanted to be the best in my profession. I mean, I'm not the smartest guy in the room. I know there's guys that are smarter than me, know more than me, but my, my biggest thing is just like, at least know where to seek the information and treat people with respect. Cause that's what people remember. And so I try to treat people with respect. I don't care if they're above me, below me. I don't even think if they're below me. I, you know, they're in terms of like where they're at in their field, but like, I just treat everyone with respect and people remember that. And that's the thing that I try to do the most of all. And, and so, um, so yeah, so that's just, that's kind of like my, my thought process. Yeah. Bill, you're definitely an inspiration, man. Um, and for those that don't know, including myself, 
I just wanted to know what exactly does a strength and conditioning coach do? Like, what is the definition of a strength and conditioning coach? That's a great question. So a strength and conditioning coach oversees all aspects of strength, of, of training, strength training, um, health and well-being of an athlete, whether it comes to nutrition, you have you work with a dietitian very closely with them, um, mobility, um, stretching, pre and post game um, training, um, conditioning, anything that deals with the health and wellness of an athlete. And that's what the strength conditioning coach is responsible for. So there's a lot of programming, uh, a lot of collaboration, working with physical therapists, and as I mentioned, dietitians, including athletic trainers, in order to get the best overall program for uh, an athlete. And so I, I, I was fortunate was able to be um, handed those keys uh, for three teams. And of course, one was the Orlando Magic, uh, New York Knicks, including the Minnesota Timberwolves. I, I was able to head that up. And so, and, and you know, and I feel, I feel honored to be given that privilege to do so, but that's kind of like what a strength coach does. It's just basically oversee all aspects of fitness and how does that keep them on the floor uh, what are you doing in the off season to make sure they're doing the right training, so on and so forth? That's awesome. That's awesome, man. And I caught something that you said. Being Puerto Rican, man, I'm Puerto Rican. Louis Puerto Rican. How prideful are you to hold like a position that you know means so much in the NBA? You know what? There's only thirty position. There's only thirty of them in the world, right? There's one strength coach for each team, head strength coach, and I was able to do it for three teams. And I never thought about it at the moment. It wasn't like I was trying to be the first Puerto Rican. It just so happened to be I was the first Puerto Rican. And um, uh, and, and what really kind of drew things to perspective is when I had the opportunity to meet Carlos Arroyo. And this was years, I want to say it was like maybe 12 years ago, I think it was. Uh, yeah, it was 12 years ago. So in 2010, I got the opportunity to meet Carlos. And he helped me come down to uh, Puerto Rico. And I got the opportunity to do some stuff with the national team, observe, see what they were doing. And I became friends with one of the players named Ricky Sanchez and got a chance to work with him. But to be able to, un to know that I was the first um, Puerto Rican to be an, a head NBA strength coach, it was, uh, I, I think it's an honor, but it's also gives people the uh, un understanding that they could do it too, you know? Um, cause I, unfortunately, like when I started thinking about this, I didn't know I could do this. I never saw anybody that was like me. Um, uh, so I was like, you know, is this for me? Um, so like being in this position is, 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 uh, is not, I don't want to say inspired, but it, I feel like it just gives people an understanding that they can do it too, as well. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's, that's definitely, I mean, like I said, going back to what I said earlier, you're an inspiration to a lot of us, man. And you mentioned Ricky Sanchez. How was it working with Ricky Sanchez? Oh, man, Ricky was great, man. And I'm still friends with him to this day. Uh, you know what? The cool thing is every player that I've encountered, I, I, you know, we became friends um, because strength and condition is not just about training in the weight room. It's building these relationships, you know, right. developing a culture of, like, guys wanting to work with each other and have fun. But, yet it's, it's business. With Ricky, I mean, he was a pleasure to work with. I mean, he, he worked hard. He earned everything he got, you know, everything he's done in the weight room. Um, he, t he still, you know, does it to this day. And, and uh, but he, he was great. He was awesome. Loved his energy, loved his commitment. We talked all the time. We still talk. Great uh, player. Other than that, great guy. Yeah, great player, great guy. Mm hmm Yeah. Like, I mean, if, hey, if you don't watch Olympic basketball or if you don't watch Puerto Rican basketball, then you don't know how nice Ricky Sanchez was, man. <laughs> Nasty, and Carlos Arroyo, man. Carlos Arroyo had a nice had a nice NBA career too. A lot of people. Uh, uh, 
The fact that he, 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 and it's crazy how he played in like, you know, you could say two cities in his career that were, you know, populated with a lot of Latinos, like being here mm-hmm. um, and in Miami. Um, yeah, so yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure like, you know, for his NBA career, it made it a lot more easier. The transition was better, made him feel probably more comfortable in those cities. Only city he was missing was the Knicks. Yeah, you know, he would have <laughs> went bananas if he went there. But yeah, oh. I mean, listen, phenomenal player, Carlos. I mean, I, I mean, like he set the standard for Puerto Ricans and and oh. him and JJ Barea. Yep. And so, um, but like those guys are phenomenal on and off the court. So like yeah. me getting a chance to talk to him was just was 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 an honor. And the fact, and the fact too, and like how you mentioned about like JJ Barea too. I mean, they setting the standards. Um, and then now you see a lot more Latinos, um, mm-hmm. being prideful to say where they're from. You got mm-hmm. a lot of Latinos coming into the NBA now, more like all in one, one time, um, playing together versus you know just little spurts. Um, yeah, yeah. Now, now you got Jose Alvarado who's taking you know, very taking that. Puerto Rican pride, mm-hmm. um, everywhere he goes, he was, I was, I follow him on Instagram and I recently saw that he was out there with, um, Carlos and JJ and all those guys. So, oh, yeah. um, it's good to that, you know, have that here, especially in the big leagues. Um, oh, yeah. Carlos, for the country. Carl's doing an amazing job putting that team together. I, I mean, I just like what he's doing. Oh yeah. I mean, Mike yeah, Bibby on the coaching staff too. Yeah. And I had Mike Bibby <laughs> as a player in New York. Oh, that's right. Oh, wow. I had him at his last season. We just connected. Great guy. I mean, I remember, you know what? He took care of me. I remember he gave me my first pair of Jordans. No I way. A, I became a sneakerhead because of him. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I asked him, you know, like, you know, I was trying, my, my shoes got messed up and he just took care of me. Next thing you know, he said, hey, go to my car, pull, you know, open up the trunk. I opened it up. He said, yeah, they're all yours. I was like, what? I, I'm looking at them right now. I, I had those, um, the Spazikes, you know, talking about the, the Jordans. The Spazikes, yep, yep. Yeah, and so, um, but yeah, he made me a sneak ahead. But yeah, he, great guy, phenomenal guy. It's like every person I've worked with has been great. Um, I got to ask know, you, man. I got to ask you, what's the best shoe that you have right now? The best what? The best shoe. Wow. Uh, I love the 11s. Okay. And so okay. I have the uh, Space Jam 11s. Oh, nice. And I fell, yeah. And so I fell in love with those. I, uh, I've, uh, you know, the reason why I like 11s is because uh, a lot of the pictures back in the 90s with my, uh, when my daughter was first born, I had the 11s on. I don't even know what happened to them. But ever since then, it was like, it was like the best shoe that, that fit on my feet. And uh, I've always liked them since. Yeah, and like, and uh, and it's cool too. So a lot of people who don't follow you on Instagram already, um, and if you don't, make sure to follow him, Bill underscore Burgos. Um, you post a lot in your story, you know, um, during your spare time, flights, uh, waiting on flights. Um, you like to to sketch on your iPad. Uh-huh. You like to you like to freelance on um on sneakers too. So yeah. like, what what made you want to hop into that hobby? And is that always has that always been kind of like a side gig that you like to do in your spare time just to get a pass through time well i've always been into art ever since i was a little kid i've always drawn i've been into contests uh, you know i've done a lot of art and i love it it's always been my i wanted to be an artist at first to be honest with you um uh, it's just i just didn't think i could um take care of my family but i had you know but i was wrong but of course but um <laughs> but i've always continued drawing like um, whenever i had time and how i got involved with the shoes because it's like once i started getting into sneakers and and um, I started like um, uh, saying, you know, COVID hit, of course. And I was like, you know, what? I could do shoes. Let me try on shoes. And so I started going on YouTube and De Jesus Custom Footwear is like, I follow him and he, you know, he got great instructional videos. So I started learning more about it. And so I got involved 
and and buying all these things and drawing on sneakers and and um and I and I enjoy it. I mean, it's a it's a sense of um uh peace for me, you know, and, and plus. Right. Yeah. Just the whole, yeah. I just, I just like it. I, I do. I try to do like uh, Pixar type of art, all, all types, graffiti. I love it all, and uh, but that's just another side of me that I, I really like to like to do. And I think that artistic ability helps me with what I do with strength conditioning because like I'm big on how things look and things like that. And I think it helps me out with my profession. No, yeah, for sure. I was, just, and it's cool that you mentioned that too. I was just gonna ask. I'm like, do you think that kind of ties in with what, 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 you know, with your strength and conditioning gig? But I mean, hey, <laughs> it works. Um, so uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if it was on uh, in 2019 or 18. I could be wrong on both both years. But you ended up, uh, you edited a book, um, with uh another alum javar gillette javar gillette it's uh the book is called strength training for basketball mm -hmm. um also forwarded by a good friend of both of ours i would say um yeah, he also patrick, was, ewing. Uh, patrick ewing um so for the listeners and for the people who don't know tell us a little bit more about it where they could buy it support you um and what was the experience like working um writing that book well i mean javar gillette is one of he's one of the brightest minds when it comes to strength conditioning and so when when we were asked by the national strength conditioning association to put this book together, um, they 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 handpicked us. Um, I was like more than grateful and honored to do that. And so, Javar and I put this. It was a two-year grueling um, process. We were picked out some other authors to, so they could co-write certain um, um, chapters. And uh, but it was fun. I mean, we got to learn more about like book writing, um, editing. Uh, it's not fun like what most people think. It, it is tedious. But I mean, but it's a great learning experience, especially if you, you know, if you start to get the hang of it, but it was fun. Uh, but other than that, basically the strength conditioning books about, you know, uh, in season, off season strength training. Um, it, it takes all levels, high school, collegiate and professional. So you get an insight in all aspects uh, of training when it comes to basketball at all levels. Uh, and th these books can be found, of course, on Amazon and at any Barnes and Noble uh, throughout the country. Uh, so, um, uh, it's through human kinetics. It was like, like I said, it was a fun book to write. It was fun to collaborate with all these other strength coaches and pro, um, pros in this profession. Um, but yeah, hopefully it makes an impact and a lot of people like it. Yeah, no, for sure. So, Hey, you guys heard it, Amazon and your local Barnes and Nobles across the country. Make sure to go get that support our guy, Bill Burgos, Javar Gillette. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, if I remember, because I I remember when I was like doing a little bit more research about the book, I saw a photo of Javar. He worked, mm -hmm. or like he he worked for the Houston Rockets, right? Yeah, he did. He worked for the Houston Rockets, and then before that, he was with the Detroit um, Tigers. Um, been a long time strength strength conditioning um, veteran, uh, so worked with a lot of the top top athletes, yeah. uh, especially with the Rockets and the Tigers. Made made a big change, and he still is. Uh, in this industry, so uh, it's 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 very rare to find is that exceptional in this game nowadays. And I mean, it's just you know he's someone that really pays important uh, pays a lot of attention to his craft. And not only does he want to make himself better, but he tries to make everyone around him better as well. No, yeah, that's for sure. I mean, I I remember for I mean again, so for the people who don't know, um, you know, Bill and I met when I started working with the Orlando Magic. Uh, <laughs> Right, I, the year I, I started a year too late. I came in the year right after we went to the NBA Finals. Um, mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I remember like seeing his photo and stuff like that um, through the web when doing the research on the book. I remember seeing. I was like, oh man, I remember this guy. We're you know working in the away locker room, like such a good professional dude. 
was respectful um and a beast dude this guy is like a mon- built like a truck bro. Like, right, anybody, nah. anybody that goes up against this guy is screwed because this guy is huge bro but, nah, nah, nice dude nah. man nice dude hey, listen we, we can't lie on the podcast man <laughs> <laughs> hey Jamar, that was built that wasn't me nah so uh, yeah, man, but that was dope, especially um, involving Patrick Ewing, you know, an NBA legend, New York New York Knicks legend, um, yeah, Jamaica legend. I mean, Pat mm-hmm. is Orlando Magic legend, Orlando Magic legend, anything you want to call it. But, yeah, <laughs> Pat, I miss Pat, bro. That was a, that was a good dude. Great guy. Great I mean, guy, I, I, I I I talk to him every now and then, but like he's doing some great things. He did a lot of he did a lot for the game. And, oh yeah, and, um, he sure did. Yeah. And he's a he's a solid person. He treated me very well when I was with the Magic, and he still does. Yeah. And so, uh, so yeah, I, I was I was very fortunate and honored for him to be able to do the forward for the book. I mean, it meant a lot. I wanted somebody that, um, that 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 was very um, um, respected within the league and really believed in strength training. Uh, I mean, there, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of coaches that believe in it, but he was like the first person. I wanted someone that was old school and. Uh, and and the, and the shows a little love. It's someone that hardly people hear from, you right? Know? Exactly. Yeah, that's true. And and so that's what I wanted to do. And 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 for him to say yes, it was it was perfect. And I appreciate him him doing that for me. Yeah, no, I mean, oh, yeah. he's a good guy. So yeah, wouldn't wouldn't let it go past him that he was gonna that you know he would think twice about doing that, especially you know the ass coming from you. So, <laughs> uh, Bill, you mentioned the magic. Um, uh-huh. you probably already know Lou and I. Are we're diehard Magic fans here at the pod. Uh-huh. We, we bleed blue, man. Um, I wanted to ask you, what is your most memorable moment during that Orlando Magic finals run? Huh. So I was basically, that year, I wasn't, I wasn't fully with the team. I was basically like volunteering and helping. Okay. The following year is when I, uh, I actually came in. So that year, uh, when I did come down and I came to the RDV Sportsplex, um, my most memorable moment was meeting, of course, uh, it was J.J. Redick. And uh, he was one of the first guys that I met when I came into the uh, weight room when Joe Rogowski brought me in. Shut and up, Yeah, and so it, it was just the the energy. It was like, it was different, meaning like um, they, they were very professional. They were on point. Um, it was, I don't know, it was just, it was a different type of energy than I felt in most teams that I've been on when it came to the finals run. Um, and it was, and it was, it was solid. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like every, every team that I work with has been great. They have a lot of energy, but it was just something different uh, that these guys had at that moment. And for me to walk into that room, uh, especially the weight room during that time and meeting Marcin Gortat and, and Adonal Foyle, Matt Pietras, you know, Dwight, uh, Rashard Lewis and all those guys, it was just, it was, it was, yeah, it was like, it was amazing to meet these guys and how big and strong they were and how seriously they took the weight room and, and stuff like that. It, it was pretty cool. It was an exciting moment. Yeah, bro. I could only imagine. I mean, they say it almost, almost like every, if not every team that wins a championship, um, whenever they have interviews and all that stuff after the fact, um, you know, guys in your field, strength and conditioning, equipment. Um, I have a lot mm-hmm. of respect for the equipment guys, obviously, because, you know, that's kind of the umbrella that I was working with under when I was with the Magic. Um, those guys, um, assistant coaches, anybody, and they always say that, like, you know, that team that won that championship specifically always had a different type of aura 
you mm-hmm. know, um, a different type of vibe. And that obviously always leads on to them winning a championship. So, you know, you explaining it that way kind of makes me see what they, those type of guys would always mention. Cause I'm always like, Oh, that's just such a cliche, you know, saying <laughs> after, after a championship win, but you know, hearing it from somebody that actually was there um, and then seeing that like how they were the year prior to that, you know, mm-hmm. um, and then going the following year to the, um, to the finals, you know, it's great. So. Yeah. Just being around during that time and then officially coming on the following season, it was like, like it was, it was awesome. Like just, just being, I mean, these guys were like, they were on, they were on it. It was and, great, bro. Um, I mean, and it, and it wasn't just the players. It was, it was everybody. It everybody. Was, it was Sid, you know, the equipment manager. Shout out it Sid. was Joe Bragowski. It was Ed Manalo, Keon, um, Keon. everybody, Tom, um, uh, Otis Jay Smith. Bird. Yeah, Mo Wiley, all these guys, like Jay Bird, like Charles Class, you know, everybody, Adam Glesser, everybody, like, had this thing that, you know, they were so locked in. Yeah, and, 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 and you know what? And that made me even want it more. That you know, I want to be a part of this. You know, coming from a military background, you know, being in the military, you know, when we go on these missions, we're locked in, you know, and you have to be focused, you know, because anything could happen. And I think, you know, just to experience that at a professional sport with this professional sports team, I was just like, I, I want to be a part of this. And so, you know, fortunately, I was able to be a part of it the following season, which was amazing. But yeah, that that was the one thing that really really stood out, stood out to me. That's what's up, man. Um, so after um working with the Orlando Magic, you ended up going to um work and get an uh, opportunity to work in the Mecca with the New York Knicks. Um, yeah. You mentioned you mentioned earlier when talking about how your parents met, you said they met in New York. Yeah, they officially met in Brooklyn, in New York. So, yep. so, so how was that? It going full circle where you ended up, you know, getting that opportunity to go work. Um, you could in a way, you know, with the with the hometown team for your parents, and it's, basically where you where you live. I'm sure you have a lot of family still out there, things like that. Yeah. So I tell you this, I was, I mean, I still am, but I was a huge Magic fan, huge. Right. Like, I, I'm talking about like when when uh, Shaq got drafted. I remember, I remember, I was in basic training in the Air Force, and this guy gave me a basketball card, and it was Shaquille O'Neal, right? So, uh, so like, I mean, I'm going way back, and I remember that. And then my family's been Nick fans forever, oh, like for, for, forever. And so to be able to have that opportunity, I mean, I was excited just getting the interview, but like right. when I got the call and everything, and I actually went there, uh, it was amazing. There's a lot of history, just like there is in Orlando, but there was a lot of history in New York when you walk those halls. And to finally get the job and be a head strength coach for the New York Knicks, it was it was amazing. I mean, like like I said, remember I said it's like 30 jobs and I got that one, you know? Right. And I was the second strength coach of all time because the first guy before that was Greg Brittenham, amazing strength coach who was there for I think 20 plus years, ended up leaving. And then on and then I, I ended up getting the job um second. And so I was the second strength coach that the Knicks ever had. Wow. And so it, it, it was great. I loved it. Got to work with great people. I worked with a lot of players. You know, we had one of the oldest team in the leagues. And so um, it, it was, it was, it was, it was amazing. I mean, my family was excited. excited. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I had to play it cool inside. I was like, oh. <laughs> New York. But you know, yeah, but I was, I was playing cool. And it was just, it's, it's cool. I mean, it's one of those jobs where, um, don't get me wrong, being a head strength coach, it, it it's it's demanding 
It's demanding. You're dealing with high caliber athletes. You're working. You have a high payroll. Um, there's a lot involved. And so you have to be on your P's and Q's when it comes to become, being a head strength coach of a team. And um, But being with the Knicks, the Mecca of basketball, um, I don't want to say there's more pressure, but, I mean, you are in New York, you know, and so you really, really got to stay focused. Um, so, but that kind of helped me uh, with a lot of other things as I, you know, when I left New York. But other than that, it was, it was, it was an awesome experience and it was exciting just to be, I mean, I will always be the former head strength coach of the New York Knicks. I loved it there. I loved working with Dr. Callahan, uh, who, who ran the show at that time, um, Alan Houston. Uh, at the time, it was Glenn Grunwald, who was the GM at the time. Um, Mr. Dolan, who owns the team, great guys, Roger Hines, Anthony Goenaga, Andy Barr, Dave Hancock, all, all these people that I met, uh, got to work with, uh, just basically made me a better person, a better me in terms of not only me professionally, but personally as well. Yeah, no, for sure. And then, I mean, also another, another Nick, um, with, you know, with working in the organization that a lot of people don't get to see in the background. If you are a New York Knicks fan and you live in New York, you probably know who I'm talking about, but. One of my guy, great dude, Martinez. Shout out, Mike. Ah, Martinez. Yeah. <laughs> Shout Tinez. out, Mike, man. That's such a good, good ass dude, bro. Humble, like New York guy to the, to the, to the soil for sure. I love, I love Tinez. Tinez, I'm sorry, he was, he was, uh, I mean, even the guys that worked for him, you know, like there was this one guy called Fubu. Cause he had this FUBU shirt on that he said that he, he would wear. So, but I forgot his real name, <laughs> but, <laughs> Shut up, but, uh, but I mean, everybody is like amazing. But Tinez, uh, Tinez is a good dude. He's been there for a while too. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like good dude, man. I mean, always, always took care of me um, in the locker room when they came into town, always took care mm -hmm. of Tyler. Shout out my boy, Tyler. Um, you know, so it, like good dude, that whole organization was just humble. Oh, yeah. Just because they're, you know, the Knicks, you, everybody has that stigma because, you know, the Mecca basketball, this, that, and the third, but all those guys from top to bottom, amazing guys. Amazing. I mean, I met a lot, I met a lot of good people, including Steve Seidel. I mean, the whole locker room staff, you know, for the visiting and the home, um, uh, which called clubhouse. I mean, everybody's in New York was amazing. Chris Bernard, who's now with the Players Tribune, all those guys. Nice. Yeah, yeah be before we take it to, you know, your time in Minnesota, I wanted to take it back um, to when you were in Austin P uh, mm -hmm. University. Um, tell me mm -hmm. a little bit about your time there and what what made you pick that school? Like, I got all the different options that you had. <laughs> what made you pick Austin P? Good question. So, um, uh, so when I was in the Army, I was in Fort Campbell, Kentucky, which is in Clarksville, Tennessee. And that's where Austin P State University is at. So when I decided to get out the Army, my wife and I, we were going to go to Tampa, Florida, but it was going to cost too much to stay there and because they had an athletic training thing. And um, it just financially wouldn't have made sense for me and my family. So we decided to stay in Clarksville because financially it made sense. And then at the same time, I was like, you know what, before we go back to Florida, let's get our degrees. Like, let's, let's make a difference now and then go home. And so we decided to stay in town. Luckily, I got to meet a lot of good people. Uh, so, for instance, I used to work for Chuck Kimmel. At that time, he was the president of the National Athletic Training Association. So I got to work under him. Uh, I learned how to become, a, I was a student athletic trainer. I learned a lot about the training room and things like that. And so he exposed me initially to sports, to sports training. And so, which was cool. And then I ended up meeting an alumni, Ed Walls, who gave me my first strength and conditioning paid internship, which I got to learn. So making the decision to stay was awesome. 
So then when I graduated with my, um, my first master's, I ended up, they offered me a job at the university too. So I ended up becoming an adjunct professor, uh, which I still do nice. to this day with the university. Um, so How do you manage your time, man? <laughs> so <laughs> I, I'm, I'm very big on time management. I'm huge on it. Um, I learned a lot from some other people that like, you know, that manages their time well and they have a lot going on. But like, uh, I try to pick certain days out the week to plan for the week. And then I try to, and then I always have an admin day. And so, and it works out good for me. And I get up early uh, to knock things out. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so anyways, I, I, uh, Austin P, uh, I used to work football. I did a lot of things through there. And, um, and then, you know, they just, it was the first place where I was treated um, as a person. And, uh, and I, and I thought it was cool. And so, I, and, and I always believed that you, is it's you that make the program, not the program make you. I mean, there's a lot of people that have gone to the, like some great schools. I mean, Austin P is a great school, but like they've been to like big name schools, you know, and you know, they, how can I put it? You know, like I got the job per se. And so point, point being is, is you make the program, you know? So you define it, you decide what you want it to be. And, um, and, and it, it doesn't matter uh, exactly what school you go to is what you make of it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it's it's part of your history, man. Your trajectory, um, everything happens for a reason. So Austin P got mm-hmm. you to where you are right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. And I, and I, like I said, I'm I'm a loyal alumni with them. So yeah, so they they've been good to me. I, I want to make sure I'm good to them. Definitely. That that's 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 what's up, bro. And the fact that the fact that like what you said that you know you still you know work for them and you try to help out as much as you can that. You don't even like a lot of people just think that the players do that, you know, put, like guy like alumni that end up making it to the big leagues are the only ones to do that. But it goes to show you, it doesn't matter what what title, doesn't matter what you did for that school, you know, it, it and the fact that you're giving back to help the younger generation. Again, what we mentioned in the beginning, it's just it's it's inspirational. It, uh, nothing but respect for that. Um, you know, and the fact that you're making time to even do that when you could be doing something else, you know, it just goes to show the type of person that you are um, and the time that you make for things that actually matter and what you care for the most. So um, I appreciate that. Yeah, no doubt, bro. Um, so, yeah, two stints in Orlando. Um, so after New York, you come back to Orlando. Not, m- nothing much to talk about in the second stint. It was just, you're just back home, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but after your time in Orlando, uh, you ended up, uh, getting the job with the Minnesota Timberwolves. That was your most recent NBA job. Um, Correct. How was that going from, um, even though New York and Minnesota, both cold states, but two complete different <laughs> type of winter. So yeah. uh, aside from the weather and stuff like that, how was how was going from um, Orlando, like just the franchise to going to Minnesota? How was that experience like? Well, there was, I did a short stint with the NBA Players Association as a consultant. Um, for, and what I did, I was, I basically would do these talks and it was called TAMS, team awareness meetings, right? So they will fly me into a city and I will talk to them about health and wellness, strength conditioning and things uh, related to the collective bargaining agreement. So the point I'm trying to get at is when I was flown to these cities, I got to learn a different side of the players, which actually helped me become a better strength coach. And what I mean by that, so when I ended up becoming uh, the head strength conditioning coach for the Minnesota Timberwolves, I got to see things differently. Not saying I was doing a poor job in, in the past. It's just, it was just a different experience and I'm glad I did it. Uh, and it was, and I was very grateful that the, um, Joe Rogowski, who gave me this opportunity with them, 
uh, to, 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 to learn this different side of the, uh, uh, of this profession. So anyway, so when I get to Minnesota, um, I, I started to learn, like, you know, make sure you have a cold weather kit and things like that. And they're, you know, they're giving me these, um, tips on how to live in Minnesota, but I, I enjoyed it. I mean, the weather, even though it was cold, but I mean, to be honest with you, I, it, it wasn't, it wasn't as bad as most people think, you know, it's just, it's what you see on TV, what you hear. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. It is colder than most places, but it was, it was, it was cool. It was fun. I mean, there's a lot of things outdoors. I mean, the, the beauty of Minnesota, the, the, the winters, the cold, the snow, uh, it was, I, I, I had a great experience during that time. And, um, and I, I don't think I'll ever get that again anywhere else. I mean, I still go back and forth to Minnesota doing things privately, but it was, it was a cool experience. I mean, the summers were like amazing. It wasn't like, as humid it is in Florida, oh. but, but, but it was, it was cool. Like the outdoors, you know, riding bikes and uh, things of that nature, but it was, it was, it was fun experience. The team itself, amazing. Um, just, the, just the run we had last season, the players that we picked up, you know, like Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo Russell, Corey Anthony Towns, talented guys. Uh, but, it, you know, but they're very like, they're exceptional human beings too, as well off the court. I mean, these guys are just amazing both on and off the court. I mean, uh, J-Mac, uh, Jaden McDaniels. I mean, I could go on. Uh, Torian Prince, all those guys. Uh, Nate Knight, you know, uh, Leandro, before he got traded, Vando, all those guys. They, 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 they made the team what it is today. And, and, and I think, uh, and I'm glad to be a part of them. It's funny, I'm, I'm in, in my kind of like man cave per se. And I could, I'm looking at some of the pictures that I was in with the team. And it's like, um, those moments were captured for life and I, I'll never forget it. Yeah, no, for sure. And then I remember, I don't know if it was like the off season before the season. I don't know. I don't know what, what summer it was, but you guys um as a team went out um to, where was it? It was a, you guys went to an Island. Wasn't it the Bahamas or something? Yeah. we went to the Bahamas. Yeah. Uh, I forgot exactly the name of the, uh, the resort, uh, but it was it was fun. It was the first time I ever flew into the Bahamas. I've always taken a cruise. cruise yeah. You know how we always yeah we always take a cruise out of uh, Port Canaveral. But right, right. It was the first time me flying in, so it was kind of cool. Uh, went to went there, you know, got to meet the guys. Uh, we we went to a private island. I mean, I thought it was a cool thing because it was it's different, you know. It's that it. You know, I think those things are important because you want to know more about who you're working with, right? And the them. You know, it's not going in there barking orders. It's building that relationship. And, and you know, there's a lot of studies that show, like, if you could build this kind of report early on, um, people will, will will follow more, per se. And so, uh, but I, I liked it. It was fun. The dinners were fun. Uh, meeting Wiggins and all these guys. Uh, it was it was amazing. Yeah, I mean, it, it looked like a lot of fun, but you could you uh, you could <laughs> tell that there was a you could tell there was a lot of work that had to get work always comes first, and then the fun yeah. comes second. So. It, yep. lo- it looked like the work got done and you guys had a lot of fun doing it. And mm-hmm. what you said, that, that, that bond, that team camaraderie definitely built during that off season. So, and mm-hmm. um, again, to what you said, it made you uh, better in your craft, better building that rapport. Um, I mean, of course, anybody that I've spoken to um, around the league, whether it's, you know, within the mag- magic organization or just, you know, teams in general that you work for nothing but good things about you so that just goes to show you uh the respect you. that you have in the league so um but yeah so retired so pretty much uh what's, <laughs> next, for, what's next for bill what's bill doing now what's what, what are we um 
what are we supposed to expect from the in the foreseeable future of Bill? Good question. So at first, I thought I was just gonna stay home and do my art, <laughs> but then <laughs> still I not mean, a bad choice. No, nah, not a bad choice. But uh, I was approached, um, you know, several companies, and um, you know, I'm teaching, and uh, so you know, right now I'm focusing on working privately with some guys okay. and um, teaching online. Uh, but other than that, I mean, I'm just trying to trying to enjoy the time with my family. Definitely. Yeah, that's that, that's yeah. uh that's always important. I mean, um, I I I had the the honor and the privilege of meeting your uh your two boys. Um, yeah. Because they, they got an opportunity to work um as well as a as a ball ball kid. So good, you raised some some good two young young gentlemen. Two, <laughs> I appreciate two, two big kids, man. Seuss. Seuss and Joel, yeah, 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 they're bigger than me. Yeah, bro, I mean, that it, from. bro, they were bigger than you when they were working with working over there. So I could only imagine I know. how they are now. They got beards now and stuff. Look at that. I'm like, dang, are these my kids? No, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but uh, but yeah, they're amazing. Um, you know, they're at UCF. They're about to finish school. Um, you know, uh, I, I I enjoyed the time. They were, you know, I, I got to bring them to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, most places you can't do that. And, you know, the magic, well, I mean, every team I worked with was always open to that. And so um, it was cool to, to, to have that opportunity. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that Sid gave him the opportunity just as you like for them to be able to work with you guys. So it was cool. Right. And, um, you know, I, I've always hold, held it, you know, w- with high pride that, you know, doing what I was doing, I was the only um, ball kid at the time, being the only you know latino in the mm-hmm. you know in that mm-hmm. in that team and then then you know here come your two boys and uh that actually started a trend where it just you know a, a lot more a lot more minorities within that that little field uh, uh on what we did so it was fun mm-hmm. obviously i got to know them even before they started working there um just coming to the games and stuff good kids mm-hmm. oh, yeah that's right <laughs> yeah you know how they they were used to always stand right there i always used to chop it up with them good kids man uh, you send them my love and my and my my hellos whenever you get a chance will do i will but uh yeah man so you know we again we appreciate the time but before we let you go mr bill we're, we we mm. want to do some quick hitters we uh me and juan and we're going to go back and forth we're going to name a play we're going to name players that mm. we know you worked with during your time as a strength and conditioning coach for the NBA. And we just mm. want you to describe them with one word, whether it's their work ethic, personality, you know, and just have them as a human being and an impact that they had on you. So okay, I'll start first, and I'm going to mention my boy, Dwight Howard. Oh, funny. <laughs> that is for, yo, that guy will have you on your toes. A little hard worker, but, I mean, he made, he made, he made, uh, he made my life easy. I mean, it was he was funny. You know, it was enjoyable. Yeah, love yeah. Dwight. Shout out Dwight, man. We're, hey, we're gonna keep it with that same team, man. It's uh, Jameer Nelson. Oh, funny. <laughs> he was funny too. <laughs> he always cracked jokes, but uh, but he was a true leader too. So, oh yeah, funny but a true leader. He knew how to how to talk to people. Uh, he he just knew you know what it took to win. Yep. Uh, and quick sidebar. I remember when I first started working there, mind you, that was my first ever job. So I went in the first day, not knowing what to expect. I went in there with a polo, some slacks, and some <laughs> dress shoes, bro. So mind you, they didn't want me on the court with the dress shoes rebounding. I guess because they was going to scrape the floor. I might slip. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. So I went, or then Jason Rivera, 
at the time, my boss goes and calls me yeah. in the back. He's like, hey, you're going to need different shoes. What size are you? I said, 10 and a half. He's like, hey, all I have is a size 12 of these Jameer Nelson Converse's. <laughs> and I was like, ah, whatever. Like, I mean, if I, you know, I'm not going to go back home. Like, I drove all the way out here my first day. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to work. So mm-hmm. I put the shoes on. Mind you, these shoes are bulky as hell. They, they're, I'm a 10 and a half, and these were 12. So they were big on me. I remember Jameer Nelson coming out to shoot, and I'm in shock because, mind you, I'm, I was a fan way before I became a, a, a ball boy. So mm-hmm. I see Jameer coming out. I'm like, oh, Jameer, like, I have so many autographs of him, like, one of my favorite players. Uh, and then Jason Williams is right behind him, white chocolate. Ah, Jay Will. Shout out, Jay Will. So yeah. they come out, and they just start, well, Jay Will starts roasting me. In front of everybody, just <laughs> roasting me because of the shoes, roasting Jameer on how ugly those shoes are and how why he made a deal with Converse, why they made those shoes. Bro, Jameer was like, he's like, man, stop making, stop cutting on my on my homie. But mind you, he, me and him haven't even spoken a word, and that is the that was the start of a beautiful friendship that Jameer and I have built. That literally, I took care whenever you know we had a game, he always asked for me to do him a, a, a favor. You know, mm-hmm. rebounding for him after games, watching watching little Mir Mir, you know, on the side yeah. in the practice court while he while he got some shots up. So, man, Jameer, I could truly say was till this day is one of the most respectable, funny, one of the most the biggest guys I have the most respect for in the league. Just off. Oh that. yeah, yeah, I agree. Love Jameer, man. Anyways, um, next player, Carmelo Anthony. Ooh. Smooth, <laughs> I like smooth. I, I I like. I just he just he's a cool dude. Like he's smooth. I mean he's mellow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah, legit. He's just mellow. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, he, he I mean he took his craft serious. Uh, strong guy. Um, I don't know. I just I worked. I I, I had him at his prime, and so um. I mean, he, he was a, I mean, like literally a smooth guy. I remember he said, uh, uh, I think I got a, like a, a, a bottle of wine from him for Christmas and it said, and he had a car saying, uh, have a very mellow Christmas. That, <laughs> I mean, that, that, like, that's a mellow type of message. Yeah, he got the perfect was, nickname. But it was dope. It was like, I was like, wow. Like, you know, it's like, he's a cool guy. I like him. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, man. Um, and uh, I went to Cypress Creek High School. Um, Amari Studemeyer went to Cypress Creek High School. So let's let's go with Amari, man. What's uh, what's uh, the one word for him? Militant. Like he is like uh, detail. Boom. Um, he had a routine and he stuck to it. And like I'm talking about, like he'll come in. Uh, 7 a.m. He's eating breakfast. 8 a.m. He's getting treatment. 9 a.m. He's lifting weights. 10 a.m. He's on the court. 11 a.m. practice. I mean, it was boom, boom, boom. Like, he was very militant in a good way, like very detail-oriented. Uh, he was very um, uh, specific on what he did. And it was he had a routine. And, like, pregame, he did these box jumps. I mean, it was, it was, you know, it was, like, right on point. And he stuck with it. You know, he knew, like, when he was getting ready to get go into the game, he knew what he had to do. It was, like, boom, right on point. And that's what I liked about Mark. Yeah, bro. Shout out to Mario, bro. People don't if people forget how much of a monster this guy was, man. Mm-hmm. This guy was a beast. And and to top all alongside Juan, I also went to Cypress Creek. So shout out Cypress Creek. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, all right. So my last player um, is 
one of the up and coming stars with this young crew coming in the league. But um, you recently just worked with him. Um, so let the fans, let the fans and the listeners know a little bit about Anthony Edwards. Energetic. Okay. I like that. You I, can see that. I can see that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Energetic. He's confident. Uh, I, I like what he's doing. I think um, he just wants to keep getting better, plays hard. Um, and, and, but he's not, he's a, he's a team guy. You know what I'm saying? So he's like, he's on a mission, but he's on a mission with everyone. And, and, and I like that about him. I mean, he's, he's, he's hard worker, very energetic on the floor. Hard, and then he's also energetic. You mean, he makes people feel good and comfortable. So it's not like, you know, um, it's, it's just, you know, just him on the floor. I mean, it's anything and everybody that's involved, he treat, he makes them feel special. And, and then he knows how to play the game. Beast. Yeah, man. He reminds me of an energizer bunny, man. He's just, he's like nonstop. No, he's 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 awesome. Powerful, strong dude. I mean, and he's I mean, there's more to come. That's yeah. all I gotta oh, yeah. say. Yeah. So so yeah, it's it's gonna be it's 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 fun to watch him play and it's gonna be even more fun to watch him grow in this league. Yeah, and now with this now with this new team with this team that Minnesota's assembling now, I mean this is they're just building around him as you could as any NBA fan could see. They're just building around him to help his development. Um, mm-hmm. So and he's improved literally every year that he's been in the league. So it's just exciting to see how he's gonna come into what is it year three? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. He can't. Yeah. He got drafted during COVID. Yep. So yep. it should def- it should definitely be fun, especially with the, them adding Rudy Gobert onto the team. So. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's gonna be a nice team. D'Lo, Cat, all those guys. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You you mentioned my next guy, man. Um, Cry Anthony Towns. Um, another great player that the Timberwolves are building around. Great future. What what is what is the word that best describes him? Wow, humble. Humble. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's very like humble about. I mean, he's he's so talented, and uh, I mean, he just he. I mean, he is a talented guy. I mean, he just go on there and just score and like. I mean, like no warm up. You know, I mean, I mean, he's just like boom. He's super talented. I mean, but but I just like him. He's a overall genuine person too. I mean, he cares about his community, his family, uh, the team, you know, the staff, everyone. Um, and I think that's what makes him who he is today. And I think that carries, uh, you know, what he does off the floor and uh, with other people and organizations, I think that carries with him on the court. And, and he, he I mean, he's a dominant person in, in, in this league. And I think he's, 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 I don't know. I think he's just a great guy, overall guy. I mean, I've liked working with him and, and I still do. And so I just think, you know, he's. This is gonna be a good year for him, as it was last year. Yeah. Yeah. That, that last year performance we all saw got him the bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he got paid. As the youth think, says, the bag. I think he was gonna get it regardless. I, I the reason why I say that because he's so talented. Oh no, and, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I, I mean, don't get me wrong. That put that was the exclamation point. Um, but I mean, I was very fortunate to be there when he scored six you know when he had that that big game in um in uh san antonio i mean he had a lot of big games yeah. and so um but yeah i'm happy for him that he got it um not only did it just help change the life of his family but like i mean i mean he's just he just made a big impact in this league and he's still do and he's still doing that yeah and also, let's not forget another um, another alum when it comes to the Latino uh, athletes in the NBA, Dominican. So, you know, mm-hmm. shout out! Shout oh out, yeah, shout out the Kelo Mio. 
Dominicano. Nah, yo, he's yeah, he's good, bro. I, I, yeah, and 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 he represents it well. Represents yeah, that's it well. for sure. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, like you said, good dude. I mean, I remember every single time you guys came into town, even I would say even before you started working over there with them. I mean, he he always came in, you know, dapped everybody up that, you know, mm-hmm. just like that were in that was in the locker room that wasn't with the, the, the team. You know, he's just respectful, respectable. And that's obviously a testament to how he was raised. So mm-hmm. shout out Cat, man. And shout out all those other guys that we brought up. Man, Bill, we appreciate your time again. We know that you're a busy guy. We um we hope that you had just as much as fun as we did. Uh, I did. Yeah, man. Hopefully we could do this again down the line, catch up with you, see where you're at at that time. Um, but yeah, man, guys, again, um, follow Bill on Instagram. His Instagram handle is at Bill underscore Burgos. You can go and uh, cop his book, support him, and uh, Javar Gillette, um, Strength Training for Basketball on mm-hmm. Amazon and your local Barnes & Nobles. And, uh, yeah, man, show Bill some love on the IG, man. Show, let him know that you heard the pod and, you know, interested in any consulting. Anything like that. Uh, <laughs> no more work. No more work. No more work. Right, right. He's retired, man. Come on. <laughs> but, hey, man, we appreciate you. Um, take care of yourself, brother, and we'll uh, we'll keep in touch, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Bill. It's an honor, man. Super grateful. Thank you. Take care, man. Have a good one. We'll see you guys next week, episode 59. Peace. Peace. Hey.